Hey, welcome home to Cassidy. My name is Stephen Mitchell, and it is awesome to be here uh, to continue to be a part of God's church, to continue growing and becoming more and more like Jesus, to continue all of the work that God has in mind for us. If you're new here, I just wanted to say a very special welcome to you. We are excited that you have chosen to spend a little bit of your time with us in worship of a God who is so deserving of our worship, uh, because that same God sends Jesus into the world to make a way for us to be reconciled with, with God so that we can be God's people, so that we can build God's kingdom together with God, so that we can work on the building up of others, so that we can be hero makers. That's been the uh, idea behind our message series is this idea of, of building others up, of not desiring to be the hero yourself, but instead empowering others so that they can be the hero, empowering others so that they can uh, experience the love and grace of Jesus so that they can go further than we ever could, so that they can take steps in different directions, so that they can be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus just as we have been, so that they can expand the kingdom's reach in all directions. So if you are new here, uh, like I said, you're welcome, but we're excited that you have chosen to join us as well. And we hope that you will join us on this journey, a journey to be more like Jesus and a journey to grow in relationship. If you haven't been here for the past few weeks, uh, I'm going to give a quick recap of some of the stuff we talked about. First, we said we need to think differently. If we're going to be, if we are truly going to be hero makers, we need to think differently. We need to understand that it's not about us, and that, that takes a bit of understanding. And, and then we need to give permission to others. We need to give them permission to go and try and sometimes fail, but sometimes succeed. And, and giving permission gives that empowerment to go and do. And, and then we're going to talk about gift, act, or we talked last week about gift activation, that we are going to activate others' gifts because our gifts are actually a blessing to the church. They're not to build us up, they're to build the church up. And we use them to empower and, and activate others' gifts. And this week, this week we're talking about kingdom building, what it is to apply all of our gifts to the building of God's kingdom so that we can empower others to continue building God's kingdom and, and to continue to grow God's kingdom. And really the core ingredient for growing God's kingdom, for, for being hero makers, all of this is a need to surrender. We have to surrender ourselves, no matter the cost, to God so that we can do what God is calling us to. And, and it's, it's so difficult. I, I mean, surrender is not my default uh, motive or our operating place. My default is more strive, struggle. We're going to get through it. And surrender is one that takes, takes me a little bit of time. And maybe you're the same. Maybe surrender for you is, is something that's a little bit more difficult. Maybe just the idea, especially in America, of, of surrender, of I give up, uh, it, it seems counterintuitive to the American spirit or uh, the understanding we have. But when we are talking about surrender, it's not giving up. It's relinquishing control to God, giving over power and authority to God and saying, I will do whatever you want. I will be whoever you want me to be. I will go wherever you want me to go. I will live however you want me to live. 
Uh, there's a pastor currently in Oklahoma named Craig Rochelle. He uh, grew up in the Methodist church and was a, was a Methodist pastor, and God put on his heart uh, the idea of, uh, well, first, he had a business degree before he got his master's in divinity uh, and was an associate pastor actually in Oklahoma at the time of the Oklahoma City bombings, uh, which took place and, and just uh, the, the whole nation just froze for a moment. Um, and so he was an associate pastor at uh, Methodist Church in Oklahoma at the time and um, really experienced the brokenness of this world in that time and, and leaned into his relationship with God and desired to go wherever God called him. And God placed on his heart a crazy desire to take the church into the next generation, to use marketing and tools like this. And this is in 1996 um, that he's, he's starting to think through some of these things, um, how we can use uh, video in order to reach an online audience. And, and online was just so brand new at the time uh, that nobody really understood what the capabilities were. This was, uh, for those of you that know, this was back before YouTube. And this was um, <laughs> before everybody had easy access to internet in their homes. And, and God placed on Craig's heart this desire, this passion to go and do this. So he goes to his bishop and says, Bishop, I, I, you know, this is where God is calling me. I think we should do these things in order to uh, fulfill this call that God has placed on my heart. And the bishop looked at Craig and said, we're not ready for that yet. And Craig and, and, and pure faithful follower to Jesus said, Bishop, I understand where you're coming from. I think I'm going to have to step away from the Methodist church. And he stepped away from the Methodist church because he felt so passionately about this calling that he surrendered himself to the whim and started a church in his garage, two-car garage. Hey, we're going to have church. What is it going to look like? I have no idea, but we're going to do it because God has called me to do this in this way. And so he did. And now Life Church is the church that Craig started in his, it was Garage Church and it turned into Life Church. Uh, and Life Church now is one of the biggest blessings to online ministry for many churches. We use their online platform. Uh, we have seen the blessings that God has given to the church through what Craig has done, through what Craig surrendered himself to do and that he was like, my calling is bigger than my denomination. My calling is bigger than all of the things that are going on in, in my life. And I'm going to faithfully follow God wherever he calls me. He surrendered himself to that, not to his will over the bishop's will, but to God's will over all. And it takes passion. It takes desire. It takes a good understanding of whose we are in order to allow us to do that. And sometimes that surrender can look so difficult. And my guess is that you, like me, have struggled with that through life, that, that there have been times when you know that God is calling you to do something and you're like, yeah, but I just don't know what to do about that. And so when we talk about hero maker, when we talk about raising others up, it requires surrender so that we can step 
aside. And we have a great example in Jesus for that because Jesus time and again in, in the gospel stories, the narratives of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection, we see that Jesus steps aside so that others can be raised up, so that the king of all creation, God himself, can be raised up, but also so that he could take the role of a servant, so that he could lift others up. We talked last week about the washing of the feet of the disciples, that he takes the lowliest position so that others are raised up. And we see this so many times. One of those times takes place in baptism. At Jesus' baptism, where Jesus goes to the, the, the Jordan River and John the Baptist, his cousin, is baptizing people uh, for the repentance of sins, Jesus goes down into the water. Uh, think about this for a minute. The one who came to break the power and authority of sin and death is being baptized for the repentance of sins. To, and, and Jesus says, hey, uh, let's go down to the river and do this. And John the Baptist says, hey, you should be the one baptized me. But Jesus says, let us do this to fulfill all righteousness. I need to surrender who I am to God so that God can use me in a radical and powerful way. And so he does. And it says that when he went down into the waters, when he came out in Mark's gospel, uh, the Greek word, actually, it says the, the heavens were open. Uh, but the, the Greek really is this picture of tearing that, that reality was torn asunder that day because of Jesus' surrender to the Father. The heavens were open. And so what we re need to recognize is we need a posture of surrender. Just as Jesus has a posture of surrender to the Father, we need a posture of surrender to the Father as well. We need to recognize that we are not the ones that are in control, but that we serve a God who calls us to a different posture, to a posture of surrender. And really, we can ask, you know, well, in the process of kingdom building, what does a posture of surrender really mean? What does it do? How can we embrace this idea of a posture of surrender so that we can see what impact it has? And fortunately, we have another example of that. We, have, we see when, Jesus, when, when we surrender, it empowers others. We're able to empower others. It frees us to empower others. Uh, Jesus takes this, there's another story in the Gospels of Jesus feeding uh, 5,000. So Jesus has been hanging out with the disciples and preaching and teaching to the multitude of people that have come to listen. And about 5,000 men is what the, the Bible tells us, have gathered around to listen to Jesus' stories and, and to understand how Jesus is teaching them to live differently. And evening starts to break and the disciples are like, oh man, nobody, we, we don't have enough food to feed all these people. So what do we do, Jesus? And Jesus said, hey, I got this. Tell them to go and sit down in different groups. Bring me, you know, there was this kid that had, had some fish and some bread. Bring me that kid's meal. I'm sure as that kid, he was probably like, okay, sure. Take my meal. That's great, Lord. Um, but Jesus gets this. Now, here, here's the picture. I want, I want us to really, really embrace it because for many of us, we have heard this story multiple times. Jesus sits down and says, bring me the fish and the bread. 
and then gathers some baskets and breaks the fish and the bread and gives them to his disciples. Now the disciples take basketfuls of fish and bread into this crowd of people and the disciples are the ones that hand out the food. Jesus has empowered and actually given the impression to the people that they are the heroes. They're the ones that are bringing the food to the people. It wasn't Jesus bringing the food to the people. It was Jesus empowering the disciples by the miraculous replication of loaves and fishes, but the disciples were the ones that handed it out. And then Jesus says, hey, did everybody eat? And they said, yeah. And he said, okay, take those baskets and go and get the rest. And 12 more basketfuls were there to demonstrate to the disciples specifically, hey, Jesus really did this. But the idea is that Jesus released the disciples in the minds of the people so that they can be the heroes to the people because Jesus wants to empower them to do work after him. Jesus does this so that people can see the power and authority of God in the disciples. And and he does the same for each and every one of us. And he expects the same for each and every one of us. We need to release and empower others. We have been called to be hero makers, not in those terms, but so that we can release and empower others so that we can build up together the body of Christ using the gifts and the graces that God has given us, using the the reality that God has imparted to us, the worldview of a king of all creation who loves us and desires for us and calls us his own. And we do this by surrender. We do this by becoming a living sacrifice where we offer ourselves over to God. We offer ourselves to the service of the kingdom. Uh, in Romans, uh, Paul writes this letter to a church in Rome. It was uh, Paul, Paul is an apostle to the Gentiles. He, his job, stated by Jesus, is to go to the churches outside of Jew, the Jewish relationship, outside of being Jewish, and go and share this gospel news so that they can come into relationship with God. And, and so he writes this letter to the church in Rome, and it's a beautiful piece of literature and theology, and it paints such a great picture. And he says in chapter 12, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. We, we have very few things truly that we can offer uh, some of us think of our finances or, or our time. The reality is it's just us. Everything that we possess, everything that we have is just us. The, that's the majority of what we have. And, and, and Paul is saying, offer that to God. Let them be the body, the gift that we offer to God. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. If we want to worship God, if we want to offer ourselves to God, we have to surrender 
And that is how we worship. When we, when we go before God, uh, Paul is painting this beautiful picture of, of a living sacrifice. The sacrifice that was placed on the altar was a sacrifice so that people could be made right. Now, Jesus has already done that, so Paul is saying, hey, we need to be the offering to God uh, of our lives and surrender to God so that we can do what God is calling us to, so that we can live the way that God is calling us to, so that we can love the way that God is calling us to, so that our lives, are of, our very lives, are an act of worship to God. And we see this so clearly in Jesus when Jesus is, is uh, about to be arrested and he's praying the prayer and he says, not, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will, but your will be done. When we think about being a living sacrifice, it's so hard. Uh, D.L. Moody um, said it best. He said, the problem with living sacrifices is that they're busy always trying to crawl off of the altar. The hope that we have in Jesus is that we will stay on the altar. We will remain living sacrifices that we will offer ourselves new every single day to the service of God and God's kingdom so that we can be the people that God wants us to be. He continues, he says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world because you're a living sacrifice, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, the way you understand the world, then you will know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The act of offering ourselves in sacrifice, the act of surrendering our own will, allows us a glimpse into the will of God for us. Don't be like the world. Be like Jesus. But there's a warning that comes with this also. Paul says this, because of the privilege and authority God has given me, an apostle to the Gentiles, I give each of you this warning. Don't think you are better than you really are. That one, that one hits hard at home. When we talk about surrender, it's one of those where it's like, I can surrender so much, but do I really want to surrender everything? Don't think too highly of yourself. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves. Measure yourselves by the faith God has given us. Just as our bodies have many parts, each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. We all belong to each other. Man, it is so hard to be in charge of yourself when you belong to another. And Christ says, first, you belong to me. And then I am going to empower you with gifts so that together you can be the church. Together you can rely on one another. Together you can grow in grace toward me. Together we can lift up others so that they can be more than they ever imagined. And we do this through sacrifice through surrender, through giving over our very lives to God. In His grace, God has given different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, 
Speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. God has given so many gifts to us so that we can be the church, not so that we can hoard the gifts, but so that we can share the gifts because the gifts are meant not for us, but for the church. We have all been given gifts so that we can together build the body of Christ so that we can be God's gift to the, so that the church can be God's gift to the world so that we can be God's hands and his feet in Christ Jesus, so that our surrender empowers others, so that they also might surrender. This is the the hardest, hardest part for me. And I think it's the hardest part for everyone, because our pride gets in the way. Well, if I surrender, then I'm not in control. Well, if I surrender, then I don't have a say. Well, if I surrender, then what good am I? If I surrender, what do I do? And if you're like me, if, if surrender comes hard for you, I'm going to invite you. Invite you. We're going to do something weird. <laughs> so just know that it's going to be a little bit weird. Uh, I'm going to invite you wherever you are. If you're at home or if you're here, go ahead and stand up for a moment. And we're going we're gonna to put our hands out and we're going to, we're going to say a prayer together um, in surrender to God. Let's, let's pray together. I freely and fully surrender to you, God, all that I am and all that I have. Let my being, doing, living, and loving bring glory to you now and forever. And let's raise our hands together and say, to you, God, I surrender my life and everything I am. Amen. Our lives in Christ Jesus, that new life, that transformed mind, the gift that we receive in Christ Jesus is that we can live for the Father, that we can surrender our will, our desires to God so that God can then perfect them and give us the will and desire for God's kingdom, for the church, the group of people that desire to build God's kingdom right here and right now, that we can live fully into the moment of loving others and of surrendering ourselves so that we can empower and lift others up. And so the hope is, the radical expectation is that we can surrender ourselves, give ourselves away to God so that God can fully use us 
to build his kingdom right here and right now, that God can fully use us to empower others that will take the next steps in the building of the kingdom that we would receive by grace and by faith the power of God's Holy Spirit that would allow us to set ourselves aside, our desires, our purposes, and to embrace a kingdom mindset of lifting others up, of placing others before ourselves because we are here to serve God's kingdom. We are here to serve others. We are here to take on the role of a servant if we are to be great in God's kingdom, that we can offer ourselves as living sacrifices before God and that we can stay on the altar. Let's pray. Holy One, thank you for the gift of Jesus and the hope that we have in you, that you have called us to be more than we ever could be on our own, that you have called us to surrender, that you have called us to empower others, that you have called us to lift others up in front of ourselves, that you have called us to be hero makers. Help us in this moment to accept your gift of the Holy Spirit. Help us in this moment to set aside our pride. Help us to climb up onto your altar and say, use me, Lord, in whatever way you desire. We pray this together in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And all of us agreed and said,